The following talk was given by Bear Gokon Bonnebacher at Zen Mountain Monastery. Gokon is a senior monastic and dharma holder in the Mountains and Rivers Order. He serves as director of operations at Zen Mountain Monastery and also helps run the National Buddhist Prison Sangha. This talk, like all of our talks, is given free of charge. If you would like to make a donation or find out more about our various programs, visit us online at zmm.org. Thanks for listening. From the Eight Awarenesses of the Bodhisattva, enjoying serenity and tranquility. Being apart from all disturbances and dwelling alone in a quiet place is called enjoying serenity and tranquility. The Buddha says, if you practitioners seek joy and peace in the serenity and tranquility of non-doing, you should keep away from disturbances and dwell alone in a quiet place. Those who dwell in quiet places are praised and respected both by Sakendra, chief of the gods, and by celestial beings. Therefore, casting away attachment to yourself and others, dwell alone in a quiet place and contemplate the cause of suffering. Those who desire the company of other people suffer from their relationship with them, just as a tree will be broken and die when many birds roost in it. The bondage of worldly involvement will drown you in suffering, just as an elephant drowns in the mud because she is unable to get out by herself. To liberate oneself from complicated involvements is called detachment. So this is from a teaching called The Eight Awarenesses of the Bodhisattva, which is a um, kind of another one of, um, another formulation, um, presentation of the path of practice. Shugen Roshi talked yesterday about the paramitas. There is the Eightfold Path. There are the precepts. The Eight Awarenesses are, um, to me at least, lesser known, um, but in some ways parallel. And as with the other um, lists, formulations, teachings of the path, each part, each step goes together. Um, they work together. And so I spoke recently about knowing how to be satisfied, one of the other, the eight awarenesses. And so knowing how to be satisfied, naturally we enjoy serenity and tranquility. Being apart from all disturbances and dwelling alone in a quiet place is called enjoying serenity and tranquility. Where is this place of alone and apart from all disturbances? It's made me think how um, often when I tell someone um, from outside of the Sangha that I live at a monastery or that I'll be doing a retreat, Sashin, that often they say, I, mean, I think they don't really know what to say, but they say, oh, it must be very peaceful. And I don't really know what to say then. It is peaceful, simple, by design. So our life here at the monastery, those of us who live here, is designed to be relatively simple, quiet. We do a lot of things. There are a lot of things to take care of. And we pay attention to not get too busy 
too complicated. Even more so with Sashin. So living here together this week, we create this simple container. There's nothing to worry about. We don't have to make any decisions about what to do, when to do it, who's going to do it. Hopefully before you came to Sashin, wherever you were coming from, you took care of some things so that that's simplified too. You don't have to worry. But sitting here these past couple of days, I imagine it hasn't always been peaceful. I was remembering a friend who came to do Sashin for the first time and Afterwards, he said, you know, I was wondering when the silence was going to start. The talking never stopped. If you seek joy and peace in the serenity and tranquility of non-doing, you should keep away from disturbances and dwell alone in a quiet place. And so what is this non-doing? What is it that we are cultivating in Zazen? It is not just being quiet. It is not dull, not turning off or turning away, not shutting out. Okamura Roshi said, Zazen is an active, positive state. It is alive. Dada Roshi used to say that we should be able to do Zazen in the middle of Times Square. Can we be calm and serene wherever we are? Sometimes when I'm coming back from the city, if I have some extra time waiting for the bus at Port Authority, I like to stand, go outside and stand in front and just stand and watch. Just be still. We can see and hear, feel without getting involved without trying to do anything, without having an opinion. During session, sometimes um, I kind of love the, the sounds of the dining hall at dinner. My mind is quiet and there is just the clink, 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 clink. I will notice sometimes in session that I'm walking differently. I become more gentle. What is it that changes? This must always be available. Can't I always be this gentle? Recently, Shoan said something um, in the Zendo about how we are so accustomed to thinking that we sometimes don't even see that we're thinking, can't see that we are thinking. I think this is an important um, part of our mindfulness training, of what we need to see, is how much we're thinking, of actually seeing our mind, seeing what's happening in our mind. Not to deny this activity, but allowing it to quiet naturally through practice. 
and to see how we enjoy our thoughts, how we turn to them for comfort. Maybe to study this. So one place to look could be, what are the thoughts that you turn to as you're falling asleep at night? Are they the same thoughts that you turn to or the same kind of group of thoughts? Are there particular thoughts that you see that you've been turning to over and over again here in Sishin? Or maybe thoughts that don't seem so pleasurable and comfortable, but that have been returning. You've been returning to. There's nothing wrong with this thinking mind. It's kind of amazing. It is amazing. And it can do wonderful things. It does wonderful things. This teaching practice is offering something, something else. There is another way to use the mind, to live in the mind. There is non-doing, non-thinking, and that we can learn to enjoy that, trust that mind. When all we see of the mind is our thinking mind, when all we see is our thoughts, and see that to be the reality of our life, of who we are, then that's what we see. That's not the whole of who we are. Enjoying serenity and tranquility, allowing the mind to settle, allowing to let go of thoughts, of all thoughts, even thoughts about practice, about letting go, so we can see something else. This is why we do intensive practice, so that we can learn how our mind can be quiet, how we can allow it to settle. We can learn something about the mind, our mind, and then we know that. It's true outside of session too. Okamura Roshi says, making our inner condition quiet is Zen. Making our outer condition quiet is Za, sitting. The opposite of this is running around. And so again, to see how much we're running around. Pulled this way and that. Our attention pulled with this way and that. why it's so important, the precautions are so important, so helpful. There's much less being pulled this way and that when our eyes are lowered, when we're not talking. Pulled this way and that, we can lose track. Where are we? Session helps us be here. Towards the beginning of Bandoa Dogen, Zenji says, All Buddhas continuously abide in this Dharma and do not leave traces of consciousness about where they are. Sentient beings continuously move about in this Dharma, but where they are 
It's not clear in their consciousness. I read this a while ago and was struck by it, and and, um, then I couldn't find the notebook that I'd taken notes in. And what I was carrying around in my in my mind was that was something a little bit different. It was just this second line, thinking that ordinary beings do not know where they are. Because that is true, too. Noticing times where I realize, I don't know where I've been. Where was I just then? Realizing I was not connected. We can notice that. That's, that is actually practice working. Noticing we've been, where have we been? We kind of come in and out of our lives, in and out of knowing where we are. I think we can see this sometimes in the body. There can be kind of not knowing where to put our body, what to do with it. I used to get kind of frozen. I realized I was a little stuck just standing there. Sentient beings continuously move about in this dharma, but where they are is not clear in their consciousness. I would like to know where I am. The teaching says, casting away attachment to yourself and others, dwell alone in a quiet place and contemplate the cause of suffering. Casting away attachment to yourself and others. And this teaching on serenity, enjoying serenity and tranquility is about it's a teaching on attachment. What is attachment? How is it that attachment leads to suffering? How is it that we liberate ourselves from attachment? That we liberate attachment? This is what we're studying in Zazen directly, what we're meeting. It is not an idea. And so, thoughts are not a problem. Things are not problems. All of these experiences that we have. Suffering comes from our attachment, our trying to get and hold and control and avoid. When we let go of a thought, what happens? So we say we let go, that's the practice, that's the instruction. To see a thought and let it go. Because we were holding on. Can we see this? It's hard to see that. It's hard to see that. It seems that the thought holds us, that we're not able to let it go. Because it's holding us somehow that it has some power over us somehow. And some thoughts more than others. Maybe harder yet to see with emotions, sometimes with stories, with a mood. And so to study this, just in the course of doing our practice, but to pay attention, to look in that practice of letting go. Can we see grasping? 
Can we see our attachment? Can we see that when we do let go, the thought is liberated? But then we're not doing anything to it. It says the serenity and tranquility of non-doing. What is this non-doing? You could think of letting go as non-doing. Don't encourage thoughts. Don't oppose them. Suzuki Roshi said, leave your front door and your back door open. Let your thoughts come and go. Just don't serve them tea. Thoughts can come in the front door. Thoughts can come in the back door. Maybe they're going to wander around a little bit. They don't need to stop and have a chat. You don't need to offer them a drink. They're okay without you getting involved. And you're okay without getting involved with them. But we like to get involved. We're accustomed to getting involved. So it's hard to see that that's what we're doing. But we can learn. Don't get involved. Let them be. We can enjoy that, appreciate that. And see then, what do we find when we allow the mind to be quiet? When we allow ourselves to stop doing. Casting away attachment to yourself and others. Dwell alone in a quiet place and contemplate the cause of suffering. So to look also, what does this mean to dwell alone? Maizumi Roshi commenting says, when we really appreciate the state of aloneness, there is no distinction between aloneness and worldly involvement. He says we can say, I'm alone in the world, or I am the whole world. Tadaroshi used to say that truly alone is all one. Can we take this as practice instructions? Casting away attachment. In your zazen, sitting completely, filling your cushion, alone, complete. Casting away attachment to yourself and others, dwell alone in a quiet place and contemplate the cause of suffering. Those who desire the company of other people suffer from their relationship with them. This is a difficult teaching. Not so simple, this being enjoying serenity and quiet. This is a Mahayana teaching. The Mahayana is about relationship. We are in relationship constantly. Know that we can flourish in relationship. So what is this pointing to? Relationship being a barrier, a cause of suffering. And during Shugan's talk, 
Yesterday, I was, when I was talking about Sashin, I was thinking, you know, so think that this is how we do intensive practice, is to put 70 people in, in one room together for a whole week. Right? We don't go off into our own little huts to be alone. So one place to look is, what has your experience been? What is your experience? So sitting here alone, with others, in silence, mostly not interacting. Have you worried about how, what others are thinking of you? Have you compared yourself to others? Have you judged others? Been irritated with others? What's happening in these moments? This teaching can't be about just getting away from everyone and everything. And so again, to study this, how, we are, how is our involvement, our involvements, how does that lead to suffering? And to study that here in the simplicity of Sishin, Teaching says, to liberate oneself from complicated involvements is called detachment. Detachment can sound like not caring. It is not that. To notice, we actually practice taking care, literally. It's on the schedule, two hours each day, where the instruction is to pay attention and bring yourself fully into relationship with things. When we do pay attention and bring ourselves fully, we can have a relationship with things. Touching them, they can touch us, can enter each other. We practice this throughout the day not just when it says that that's the practice on the schedule. So to pay attention to how you handle your coffee cup, to wash it, put it in the rack, straighten your cushion before you leave the zendo, and then someone comes behind you and straightens it again, gives it some more love. We practice taking care of each other as attendants, as servers, giving instruction. The monastics have been reading an article by Thomas Merton about monasticism. And in one of the sections on simplicity, he talks about the purpose of the monastic life being simple, that it's to offer, to enable monastic, to live and to, to pray without ceasing, to remain constantly in the presence of God. And we talked about this a little bit. How do we, how can we translate this into our Zen practice, understand it through our practice? It's a life of constant prayer, 
to be constantly in the presence of God? Can we kind of just, is it just being constantly present, mindful and aware? This line has sort of been whispering to me, stayed with me these past weeks. I would like to live such a life, endeavor in my way to live such a life, not knowing quite what that means, but knowing enough that it is possible. In her talk on Sunday, Hojin Sensei talked about mindfulness, that mindfulness can be translated as bringing the heart into the present. When I heard that, I thought, that's getting closer. That's, that's what I'm looking for. Constantly and persistently bringing the heart, mind into the present, into contact. Not trying to get anything, create anything, change anything. And it's not wanting. Bringing the heart, mind into the present. What is this? We can devote ourselves to this. Being apart from all disturbances and dwelling alone in a quiet place is called enjoying serenity and tranquility. The Buddha says, if you practitioners seek joy and peace in the serenity and tranquility of non-doing, you should keep away from disturbances and dwell alone in a quiet place. Casting away attachment to yourself and others, dwell alone in a quiet place and contemplate the cause of suffering. The bondage of worldly involvement will drown you in suffering to liberate oneself from complicated involvements is called detachment. So we have this gift of Sishin, or in the midst of it, where there's nothing else that we need to be doing. There's nowhere else that you need to be for these next days. Nothing you need to figure out or plan Nothing really that you need to think about. We can allow ourselves that and just bring our heart-mind into the present. See how we go away and bring our heart-mind back into the present to where we are. Returning to your breath, returning to your practice, returning to what's right before you. Thanks so much for listening. For meditation supplies such as cushions, incense, liturgical instruments, dharma books, and more, visit monasterystore.org. Support for your spiritual practice at home.